Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. It's your go. It's your thing. Hey, y'all. And we are back. So if I do a little bit more singing for this Brown Ambition episode, it's because I've got my fancy mic. And it looks like that old school. How would you describe our mic, Mandy? Uh, Schmancy. Right? Fancy, schmancy, old school, like. Professional. Giving him something he can feel. I don't know why, but it makes me want to sing like those like old and vogue songs. All right. Well. (laughs) I'm gonna need you to simmer down and caress the mic. <laughs> this, is a, this is the weekend quiet storms. I know, right? Yeah, we can say welcome back to Brad Mission Podcast. We are silly. We are silly. No one takes us seriously. I don't understand why they take us seriously. Um, well, the weekend was good. This is this has been the most Monday Monday I've ever had. Like I lost my keys this morning. Um, I got into work to like three different fires I had to put out. Um, so Monday kicked my butt, but the weekend was fine. The weekend was the weekend was almost like too chillax. Like they were we were almost stressed out by how little we had to do. It's been yeah. such a hectic past two months of like weddings and traveling and you know how it is and I feel like this was the first quiet weekend in about two months and we just were like what do we do with ourselves do you want to go see a movie I don't know that seems like far placed I don't feel like it's kind of far to go to a movie well let's do Netflix what are we going to watch and we just it was just it was weird it was creepy weird my weekend was the opposite of chill I have not had like I feel like I've just been um so like hectic, but not even in a bad way. Because sometimes it's hectic, and I'm like miserable with it. Because I'm just like, I can't. I'm so overwhelmed. But it's been so much good stuff. So I decided to write. Well, I decided a little while ago to do a children's book, and now I have almost three. <laughs> like just out of the blue, I just got a surge. So um, the, the what I worked on this weekend is I'm doing a book. I really want to highlight brown fathers and their kids because you know there's that terrible myth that brown fathers do not spend time with their children so mm-hmm. like um, but I also want to you know I want it to be a finance book for kids in a way but something that's age appropriate so I had this amazing photographer that shoots all around the world and somehow I convinced him to bless me with his amazing skills his name is Nima Etabar and this weekend we shot all of these brown fathers interacting with their kids and one of the books is called The Cost of a Coney's Day and Coney is this little nine-year-old boy who is adorable. 
his father Baja is a friend of mine and they hang out on the weekends and we shot them this weekend just like doing what they normally do, taking the train, eating pizza, you know, um, getting a, a red box video, um, walking through the park, you know, skateboarding and so we're going to, like the reader, like whatever little boy or girl is going to read this book is going to be able to follow Abaja, my friend, and his son, Akoni, throughout their day and at different kind of interludes, guess how much that activity costs. And on the next page, it'll say, it'll say something like, Baja and his son, Akoni, love pizza. Can you guess how much a slice of pizza costs? And on the next page, it'll tell you. So it's like a fun way to kind of follow this father and son as they spend time, but then also learn about the cost of things. And some of the things are free. Some cost a little bit more. Some cost a little less. So it'll be like um, a photo book with photos by this guy, not like a cartoon? Yeah, not like a cartoon. So I thought it'd be really dope, you know, to to show real life father and son and to get um, a photographer that is like a legit photographer because I want to also raise the level of art in kids' lives, you know? So it's like, you know, you're getting this beautiful photography from a world-renowned photographer, but it's in a kid's book. So your four-year-old, you know, gets to be elevated in art as well as learn about money and learn that fathers spend time with their kids. That's nice. I'm excited. Well, thanks for making me feel crappy for my laid-back weekend. (laughs) No, no, I don't. No, it's just, it's been... Do you want to hear about Jane the Virgin? (laughs) (laughs) I wish, but I just been so tired. I have been doing like poor Superman. Like the other day, like meanwhile, I've been home. It's not like you know I work from home largely. I do have my office now, but it's not like we don't see each other like every twenty minutes. And the other day, he looked at me. He said, "I miss you," <laughs> and I felt so bad because it's like I'm here but not here. And I'm like, okay, I need to get a personal assistant. That's what mm-hmm. I decided. That's yeah. right. You're, aren't you hiring? I am. I I just cannot do this alone. Like I and not like a. Of course, there will be some sort of like budget needs to work involved too. But honestly, I need someone who I'm like. Could you please take this to the um to the mail for me? You know, could you please pick up my dry cleaning? Um, can you send out this invoice? So like a mix between like my personal assistant for Tiffany and assistant some assistant stuff for the budget nista. But I need someone in person in Jersey, like someone, you know, who doesn't live far from newer, who would work with me um, basically not not full full time, basically kind of full time. I don't know if it'd be hourly or salary wise, but I've been setting aside the money for it because I told myself I'm not going to go into 2017 without help because I've just been so overwhelmed, yeah. you know, because I'm getting the work done, but it's suffering like home life. I'm like, you know, these babies are not going to make themselves. It's hard to hire help when you need it like, you know, next level help, because you have like virtual assistants and stuff. But I was at a, I was at a talk with some female entrepreneurs, and someone asked her, what was the most difficult part of starting a business? And she was like, knowing when to hire help, like exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because you feel kind of like weird, like, girl, you don't need somebody to go to the post office for you. you And it's not until like, I go and I run errands. And then two hours later, I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I did not do the presentation and the proposal I'm supposed to do. Because I'm out here doing things that, you know, I can hire someone to do. And so that's what I, you know, I'm I'm not giving myself any grief over it. I'm hiring and I'm setting aside, um, you know, money for it because it's just, it has to be done because in, like I said, if it was just me and I was single, I wouldn't need it. But if if I'm going to make time for my family, then I have to get help. Yeah. Oh, I'm like 97% sure we're going to have to hire like a maid. Mm. Because I can't. 
I won't do it. Like I can't. It. I struggle with it. You know. I. Uh, yeah. I, I. I. I feel like there's still a little bit of the expectation. You know, I do live with my mother-in-law, um, my future mother-in-law, and I do feel like there's still a little bit of an expectation, even though you know we both work, for me to chip in a little bit differently, like in yeah. different ways, and uh, not that you know, fiance boo ever sort of, um, you know, has that expectation like you know he'd never be like you know i expect dinner on the table at seven and this and that and this and that but you know there's just things about me that are never going to change like i'm never going to iron things i'm never gonna want to make beds or like cleaned a bunch of dishes like and and it's you know i i feel like i sort of at this point when i come home super late and i you know work really hard i i you know, why make yourself do it if you can, you know, if you worked hard and you can afford to have someone sort of help out, you know, and it's sort of like, you know, I, I know intellectually that I should be able to get that kind of help. But then on the other side, it's like, well, you know, why can't I just do it all? Like, why can't I just handle it, like do the work and then come home and just, you know, figure it out. But I'm, I'm I don't even have kids yet. And I'm struggling. Like you should see the room I'm in right now. It is embarrassing. <laughs> It's embarrassing. I was like, so Superman, you're going to be upstairs or you're going to be downstairs? Okay, so if you're going to be upstairs, don't come down until. <laughs> and I'm just like, and even then I came home, I'm like, did you eat dinner? He's like, um, yeah. I'm like, I mean, he's, he's an adult, so, you know, he can make food for himself. But I'm finding that he's doing more than his fair share. And I always feel guilty, always, like. It's not even the work that's suffering. I'm just like, and I'm always like um, on pins and needles that he's going to be like, oh, but he never is, which makes me even feel more guilty. Oh, <laughs> he's that's always nice. Like, yeah. I know. He's See, always fiance like, Boo and I are both bad at domestic stuff. So it's like, <laughs> we're like yelling at each other. Like, why don't you make the bed? Why don't you make the bed? <laughs> I hate making beds. Well, so do I. So who's going to do it? He's like a meat freak. So he's always mopping and clipping. Mopping. I'm like, yo, son, nice. one thing I won't be doing is mopping. I just can't. I, but, mm-mm. Dishes, mopping, laundry. This is I'm like, oh, Superman, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice, though. That's nice. I know. But I'm like, how long before he's like, I've had it up to here with you. Oh, so, yeah, no, but I'm going to get it together. And he was like, so if you get a personal assistant, will she be doing laundry for us? I'm like, don't get don't don't get your panties in a bundle. No, <laughs> no, no, we could hire a service like, you know, you can pay people to pick up your laundry from the house. Yeah, but I mean, at that extra time you have on your hands, you can be making money instead of, exactly. you know, time is money. No, it is for sure. It's money. Um, you want to get in some buzzworthies? Buzzworthy. Everybody's buzz, buzz, buzzing. Um, so we have to get, I guess, oh, at the top of the show, I wanted to, we wanted to mention something important. Yeah. Because we always forget to do call-outs at the beginning. And <laughs> I forgot. get too excited. <laughs> what now? I said, I forgot. I'm glad you remembered. I know. I had, a, I had a big fat note in the middle of my note saying, please say this. Um, so we've been getting a lot of questions from you guys and a lot of interest in capital D, debt. Um, everybody's got debt. It's that dirty little secret hiding in all of our closets. Um, and we want to sort of create some shows specific around types of debt. And we want more and more questions. If you have student loan debt questions, if you have qu- questions about relationships and debt, family and debt, um, you know, we've talked about settling debt before, credit debt, all different flavors of debt. We want your questions and you can go to broadambitionpodcast.com 
and submit your questions on the super easy form there and look out for the next um, couple of months. This is holiday seasons coming up. So this is going to be a very good time, how to avoid all that holiday debt. And then if you know, you slip, you trip, you get in a little bit of debt around the holidays, um, hopefully it will help you with some tools that can carry you into the new year um, and, and get that debt off your back. Yep, we're here to help you with the D. And, uh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Tiffany. I thought I was the raunchy one. Well. I know, right? Somebody got a ring on her <laughs> finger. I'm getting crazy now. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I'm going to call the show. Oh, the D. We're going to help you with the D debt. I know exactly. You got to make sure you put it like, hey, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really excited because we get so many questions and our most popular episodes have been where we mentioned um, debt and you can never have enough uh, debt shows apparently. So we're we're listening. We're hearing you. Send us your questions. Again, you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com and submit questions there. Um, we read all of them and hopefully we you will uh, have your question answered on the show. Exactly. I got to bring that back. That's the Emmanuel. That's my sister's husband. I'm, I'm hating that there's no hey, hey, hey this week. I know. You know what? I mean, I want to bring it out when I feel like it. Don't rush me. You don't, okay. you don't, right. don't rush me. I want <laughs> you to feel it when you feel it. Exactly. Don't want it to be forced. <laughs> um, I read some, I read a really kind of depressing headline. I guess it's not so shocking, but it's one thing when you kind of know it in your mind, but when you read it in print, it's different. But this was a study done by um, the Brookings Institute, which is a really renowned research um, research think tank. And they found that they, they kind of looked at how, like everyone knows, student loan debt is a huge issue. People graduate with close to $30,000 in student loan debt on average. Um, mm-hmm. But when you break it down by race, it's pretty shocking to see where that disparity gets even bigger when you talk about black students who graduate from college versus white students and how much debt they have. So the Brookings Institute found, are you ready? I'm ready. They found that the black-white disparity in student loan debt more than triples, triples after graduation. Um, Black college graduates owe $7,400 more on average than their white peers. Um, $23,000 versus only $16,000. Over the next few years, though, that gap more than triples to a whopping $25,000 thousand dollars um they say the differences are pretty much attributed to accruing interest um and the fact that black graduates black students in undergrad and graduate school are more likely to take out student loan debt okay Um, there's less household wealth and so there's less help um for college expenses but that kind of blew my mind because you know I mean, I write about student loan debt all the time, and you kind of write it as if it's this whole thing kind of impacting everyone. Everyone, but not the same. Not the same. Like so many other issues in personal finance, it gets much tougher when you look at it um, along racial lines. Um, yeah, it just goes to show that people in those communities, like we need to, the education is so necessary. Oh. A lot more for minority borrowers, it seems even because the debt loads are so huge. And man, when I see numbers like that, like $7,400 more may not sound like a lot, but when you say you're paying 7,000 more over 25, you know, year repayment term, that's a lot of interest. It is. In the long run that, you know, a white graduate is not dealing with. Um, and that's eating into your earnings for future. We should get my, um, 
my friend Angela, Angela Howe, she's like the walking student loan um, encyclopedia. You say I that mean, every time. And where is she at, though? Have I told you my friend Angela? <laughs> I'm always like, Angela, where do you get this stuff from? This woman is like, I'm like, do you just like memorize every scholarship student loan opportunity? And I do. I do have to like, you have, well, you know, I have the 80, mind of an 80 year old, like my memory. But I would love to have her on because that is the thing that one, one, what makes student loans sometimes a little bit difficult is that the laws and the rules and the grants and the scholarships are changing constantly. And she keeps up with it. She like enjoys it. Like, you know, she started just helping her kids and then her kids' friends and then it grew. Um, and then on top of that, you know, it, she knows how to break it down. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, I'm going to, we should have her on because she's just, I'm always like, Angela, you're like the, the rain man of student loan debt um, solutions. <laughs> yeah, she I'm just, curious because at the end, I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean, once you have the debt, it's, it's the debt, like it's there. It's hard mm-hmm. to like get rid of it. It's more just like the education to know how to manage it, you know? And mm-hmm. when you think about black African-American graduates having more debt than other um, racial groups, I mean, you also have to think about the fact that we tend to earn less than other groups too so it's like le- lower earnings plus more debt equals hello how <laughs> like and know. rising costs every other area so it's it's a it's a struggle but yeah, yeah. i mean if you have student loan debt questions maybe we can have angela on for the student loan debt episode i would love that like send in your student loan debt questions because we you know we can definitely have her on i know she'd love to because we've been hearing about her for weeks i know i know i know i know the people have questions <laughs> So if you really would like for Angela to come on, ask your, like, you know, flutter inbox with your questions. Yes. Well, we just, we just flipped roles just then. I know because I, you know, we did. You did my dot com. It's so crazy now because I don't have to remember like our Twitter, our Facebook, our email. Everything is at brownambitionpodcast.com. Our beautiful new website, freshly yes. designed. I love it. By the lovely Terry Lee Terry Terry Lee Taylor. Sorry, Terry girl. My bad. Um, you know what we haven't discussed though what? is uh, the dress that broke the internet. Who, Michelle? Yes, Michelle. girl. Ooh, Michelle child. Obama. Yes. Was just going to dinner. Yeah. So she thought she would throw on <laughs> a little sparkly number, a rose gold chain mail Versace. Wait, it was Versace, right? Versace. Yes evening gown just to do, go to dinner basically wearing my dream wedding dress just to go to dinner just to chill you know, just did. done on you she couldn't I've, if they had just like gotten on air force one and just like left the country like sorry eight years is up bye leave taking a year taking a month off early that would have been the perfect moment just like mike drop on this presidency because they will never be another first family like this one no ever 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 classy Sexy, yes, I said it. Yes, because first of all, when Michelle turned around, I said, "If you don't give us that bottom, Michelle, <laughs> get into these yams." You see it. This is Chicago, boo. <laughs> this isn't the first time her butt, um, her her derriere, her assets have been talked about. Remember that? Um, what was the photo she was at Essence, where like yes. it, she, her butt became a meme? Because it was the shadow, the shadow that her behind cast. Just put out the sun for a minute. We were like, hold up, Michelle. We forget that Michelle Michelle is full-fledged African-American. All of, like, you know, like, her ancestors are resting in those yams. I said, okay. I <laughs> see yams. Yeah, I'm in- <laughs> I've never but heard I- them called yams. 
<laughs> you never heard them called no gams maybe no well that no i mean the internet have been calling them yams i'm like i think uh, that's what it's i'm called. down yeah so yeah so she is just i mean honestly she's just a beautiful woman and i just i mean she's got a beautiful body speaking of which this morning i woke up and i took a look at my stomach and i said enough is enough <laughs> I need to get snatched, Manny. What happened to your What happened to your trainer? I thought you were seeing a trainer. I was, and then life got in the way, and, and then, she was you know, changing your life. I remember this. And then it was like one week happened, and then the next week I skipped, and the next, and before I knew it, I just watched her on um the Instagram training everybody <laughs> else, and I'm like, <laughs> well, it's I like that awkward life. ex who you kind of like still follow on Instagram, but you hope they don't like know you're following them. <laughs> I know she's like, mm. I'm like, I hope she's not looking at my pictures. Like, look, look at Tiffany. She done lost all the progress I put on. <laughs> and so, yeah, I called my friend, uh, Baja this morning, who's like super health nut. And I was like, Baja, tell me what to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And he did. And so I went to food shopping and I got myself just like together. And, and I, I mean, I know what to eat. And I just said, I can't. So today actually was a really good day. I did not cheat today. I I actually enjoyed what I ate, but I did not, you know, do what I know I'm not supposed to do. And so I'm going to really try uh, to stick to it because I just, I don't like looking in the mirror and being like, who, what, what is that? Just wait till you start <laughs> wedding dress shopping. My God. I think oh. I put on weight because I've been so depressed because wedding dress shopping has been such a nightmare. Oof. Have you heard the, oh, what I wanted to say when you mentioned the health thing? Um, have you heard about the four burners theory? No. So the thing is, the four, the four burners theory is that um, in order to be successful, you have to cut off one of your four burners. So the burners are one's family, one's friends, one's health, and one is work. So at any given moment, you kind of have to be juggling and you're always sort of like letting one slide in order to like do well at the other ones. And if you really want to be super successful, you have to cut off two burners. It's hard wow. to have all four burners going strong at one time. It is. It's somebody somebody wrote under my picture because I, I posted about like the book I told you, the um, children's book. And someone was like, Tiffany, and congratulations on your engagement. You are just proof you can have it all. And I look behind me like, who? <laughs> Do they listen to the podcast? <laughs> I'm like, girl, don't be fooled by these pictures on social media that I think Oprah said you can have it all, but not at the same time. And that's exactly how I feel. Like, girl, today, this is something good. But know that, you know, although I'm, I'm definitely grateful and I'm happy, I can honestly say I'm, I'm genuinely happy. But I also live in a perpetual state of overwhelm. Like, if you like on the um, I was Mandy. We were talking about earlier that I have a um, a fertile. What is it called? Like um, I'm trying to get pregnant. Ovulation. Yeah, it's an ovulation app, and every day I have to put in like you know how much I weigh, what did I eat, and they always ask how do you feel, and I'm like let's go 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 right ahead to overwhelmed every <laughs> single day. <laughs> every single day because I mean you could choose a it might even like it even asks you feel in love do you and I'm like yeah I feel happy in love where's overwhelmed so. There's no, I don't know that, you know, and I'm not saying that you can't have it. And what does even having it all mean? But just know that don't be fooled by the Instagram pics. I mean, I, I'm overwhelmed. Like, you Why know, don't you post a picture of that, um, that screenshot of that app then? <laughs> like, right? I'd be like, I'm Look. ovulating and I'm overwhelmed people. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag fertilization, hashtag motherhood, hashtag yeah. worth life balance. 
I love this app. It's free. It's called Ovia, O-V-I-A, Fertility. And I love this app. And so if you're looking for a free, like, you know, ovulation app, I, I highly recommend. Well, so let's since, see you're, since you're clearly telling the people that you're trying right now, if people have fertilize, fer, fertility tips, do you want yeah. some fertility tips? I, honestly, I would really love that. Like, you know, now that I'm um, engaged and stuff about to have a husband, you cannot judge me about purposely trying to get pregnant. Um, but yes, <laughs> yes. I would love some fertility tips. So I'm 37, just so we're like, you know, we're all on the same page. I'm a little older than your average bear. Um, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I am eating better. I mean, I was never a crazy, terrible eater. Uh, I'm not like overweight. I mean, I'm a little thick. And then, you know, I got got the Michelle Obama yams. But um, my natural frame is like really kind of like on the slimmer side. But yeah, so if you have any um, tips and tricks and whatever i've heard acupuncture works let me just throw my two cents in my my birth controlling (laughs) non-baby having (laughs) two cents i did some googling acupuncture for more children everybody else girl bye (laughs) you tell me what your tricks have been (laughs) those of you without kids trying to give me what you need to do is no, I need somebody who has clearly it's working. <laughs> you know what's depressing though? My cousin's thirty five, and they say that over what is it? Age is it? Where you're you're there's a there's a cutoff. It's like mid thirties where they call you a geriatric pregnancy. What? Yeah, what? yeah. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I'm sorry. But yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's true. She was like thirty five. She's like, yes, this is considered a geriatric pregnancy. Hey. I mean, whatever, man. Like, I feel like, you know, like, I have been reasonably healthy my whole life. Like, I don't, you know, suffer from any major, like, illnesses, like diabetes or anything like that. Listen, look at Janet. That's all I'm going to say. Look at Janet. I know, but clearly Janet hired all the doctors. Don't you think it's funny how every celebrity who's, like, over 40 has twins and they never talk about having it, having, um, what do you call it? In vitro? Clearly. Clearly. What, celebrities just have twins? No. Exactly. And so that's why, I mean, I told myself, you know, we're going to try naturally for like, you know, six months or whatever. And then if it seems like it's not really like, you know, happening six to eight months, then I, that's the road that I'm willing to go down. So if you, if you, if you had in vitro, um, I'd love to hear your, you know, your feelings. I, I mean, I haven't, I'm not even going to lie. I need to like go to my doctor and be like, so is this even possible? Could you just look at my body and just let me know? Have you not been to the doctor yet? So no, I have not. If. We can't be soliciting Brown Ambition listeners when you haven't been to your own doctor yet. Get thee to the doctor. No. Meanwhile, I'm like, I need to just go for a That's why you're check. like going all in. So here's my weight. Here's my blood type. <laughs> you can just skip the skip the Brown Ambition. Here's my email address. Girl, I this know. is I your friend you. speaking. Go to the doctor. Yes, I'm going to go to the doctor. I know she's going to be like. Annual, I need my annual checkup too for the gyno. I need to book that. Yeah. They should give out lollipops, I feel like, because it's awful. Yeah. I like my gyno a lot, but I hate the experience of going. Yeah. I mean, I remember I had one gynecologist that actually kind of liked that. I didn't feel uh, weird. And oddly enough, he was a dude, which you wouldn't think that. Oh, you had a a man man gyno? Yeah. Mm. It was weird. Like, it wasn't, he was so, I don't know. Like, his demeanor was just, he had the best bedside to make manner so it didn't feel awkward like here's this guy down there like he was very professional and he was my favorite like i've had i had only women but a friend of mine was like tiffany he's amazing you have to he was an older guy and i did and he was great honestly oh so you do you still is he still your doctor 
Well, like just last year, I finally got official insurance. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, yeah, gotcha. check that in. Let me be. Yeah, let me be the the uh, the what do you call it? Not the bearer of bad news. I was the guinea pig. Yeah, check your insurance first. I know. That's why I'm just like, Ugh. I don't even know if he's still on there. I mean, I've, I've had like my regular checkup, but I have to go see my guy now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know you guys are getting a lot of TMI. That's what they came for. This is a real life situation. Okay. <laughs> Because, you know, in six months when I'm like, see, you guys followed me through the journey to the ring. Now, yay, we're all here. Now we're going to go through the journey to, um, I'm, you know, I, I don't know how this whole wedding thing's going to happen. I'm like, let's just go to Justin with a piece. Um, but yeah. follow me through the journey for the baby. Because honestly, the wedding part, I'd rather, we're actually, um, he's looking to buy a house uh, uh, a for a family, a three-family house. I'm like, well, let's put the wedding money toward that instead, you know? Yeah, that'd be smart. Yeah. Because just- but, I'm just, you're a spring chicken, so, you know, you can do all the whole big wedding thing. I just don't really want it. I'm like, uh, I don't think that gives me an excuse. It still feels really stupid. Really? Like, everything kind of just feels dumb. But then it also kind of feels fun. And then I, it's just, like, conflicting. I'm like, this is stupid. But I want it. This is stupid. But it'd be fun. But this is, re- like, come on. You can buy a house. I don't know, but I want to have chicken and waffles as an appetizer, though. <laughs> it's crazy. I really just want mini chicken and waffles because everything else just sounds so lame. And then you got to have the, you got to get the trolleys. I mean, we're having a Savannah wedding. You got to get a trolley to take everyone to the venue. It's only $175 an hour. I'm going insane. It's, it's like a slippery slope. But the good thing, you know, that I've said along, I've been saving for this for many years. It is not like we're not going to be in debt for this wedding. And part of yeah. me just kind of feels like, let's just give us the, let's just have a nice, I'm, I'm not going to, I sound crazy. Cause it's like, you have these like back and forth in your mind, like, like you can't be doing this, but you're only going to have your family together like this once. So you got to go big or go home, <laughs> but come on, it's just a wedding, but they're, you're bringing them all to Georgia. You got to give them a party. Like no one even <laughs> drinks that month, but if you don't get an open bar, everyone's going to talk about you behind your back afterward. <laughs> Yeah, they will. Like just the other day, Superman was like, "Man, we gotta go to my friend's wedding. It's a cash bar." We were both like snickering, like, "Girl, cash bar." <laughs> See, my bad. Oh, rude. <laughs> you have too many burners on right now. Your fifth burner is your cell phone. That's true, though. I went to a wedding. Well, I went to a wedding recently, and it was um four hours. Wait, four? Uh, yeah, four hours open bar, but then it turned to cash bar after nine. I thought that was fine. Because honestly, you don't want people drinking for five hours anyway. Just get sloppy. Yeah, yeah, it does. And you just don't want people um, fighting. I know. Oof. Weddings in New York. Bless your hearts. I'm so glad we're getting married in Georgia. <laughs> um, okay, well, <laughs> that concludes our, 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 our highly personal buzzworthy. Sorry. Not sorry. Not sorry. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Um, all right, let's move on to boosting and breaking. All right. Um, do you want to go first? Yes. This week, I would like <sighs> to make a lot of noise. Yeah, no, that is Superman. I'm like, what are you, jumping on the bed? <laughs> Lord, is he okay? So go upstairs and be quiet. So this, um, this week, I would like to boost, and I would like to boost Black Fathers. Um, oh, okay. Or just because it was so nice, like this weekend, it was like a love fest of going to, uh, because we didn't just take pictures of my friend Baja and his son. We did like seven other fathers. And it was just so interesting and beautiful to see each father interact with his own child differently. Like, So we went to each father's either home or place where they like to hang out with their kid. And like kids were as young as one years old, um, up to 10. And so it was just so awesome to see like you know especially once they forgot that the camera is there like um one father he and his son have this whole routine they watch football on Sundays and they put on their jerseys and they throw the football around the um the living room and mom makes like you know like whatever fun food and just to see them talking and it was so weird because um not weird but it was so awesome because his father used um fantasy football to teach his son his father's an engineer to teach his son next level math and so okay. it was just, yeah, so it was just awesome. And then to see um, my best friend, Drina, and then her son, who's my godson, his father, his son is like one. And like her, um, Drina's, um, or her son, Gabe, his father, Keith, is like super cool and chill. You know, like he's one of these like cool cats. And just to see like uh, her then put on like, I don't know, like some dance music for Gabe and Gabe to be dancing and, and like, Keith like indulging him like you know like because normally he's like yeah you know I'm just over here cool but he was like (laughs) shaking his booty like come on dad you know at one so it was just honestly it was just beautiful to see and I'm glad I got to capture it and so I just want to give a boost to brown and black fathers and their love for their children and how they express it uniquely but equally beautifully I need to call my dad now I haven't talked to him in a week I'm terrible he probably like, I need to take a brown break for my ungrateful daughter who never calls me. <laughs> but I sent him bitmojis. He loves them. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute, though. He loves a bitmoji. Plus, it saves time. So many emotions. One picture. <laughs> you are the wrong. I'm terrible. I have a lot of burners, okay? Bit, bitmoji helps. Man. Oh, so what are you doing? Are you breaking or are you boosting? Um, I was, I think I'm going to do a break because I just bought my holiday plane tickets and I just feel like the airlines just take advantage of people who want to spend Christmas with their mothers in Wisconsin. Okay. I can't. And I think also it's like the cost, they, no one tells you like, so when you're in a relationship, you're paying for two all of a sudden, like, oh. cause your money's being mingled and like, you're picking up a lot of stuff. The way our budget's working now is, you know, I'm picking up a lot of stuff and I'm like, everything is double. It's like $900 for our tickets um, home for Christmas. Oof. But then I just tell myself, you know, I struggle with the cost. But then I tell myself, like, last Christmas when I didn't go home, I was miserable. 
so I remember. miserable, like so depressed. Oh, and then it, yeah, I think I had a, some sad podcast episodes. Um, yeah. So I just like it's the it's the happiness, it's the experience. You need to go. I need to be with my mother. Um, I'm not a happy camper without her at the holiday time. So um, it's money well spent, but it hurts. It hurts. The pain is real. Um, but this is also a public service announcement. If you've been putting off your holiday travel the next couple weeks, it's the time to do it. Um, oh. With the holidays, you typically want to buy your tickets eight to six weeks out or else those oh. prices go up by huge amounts. Um Ticket to New Orleans um, from speaking in December, and I was like, it was actually pretty decent. I think I paid two fifty. But for trip. Christmas? No, it's like December fifth. Okay, that's not helpful. What do you mean talking- it's expensive? I went home on December fourteenth. <laughs> we're gonna do Christmas on the fifth. <laughs> yeah, I went home last year for my sister's wedding in October. It was two fifty can't believe it tickets are like we're over four hundred dollars you know what got me though here's the thing so here's a little thing about buying two tickets at once so originally when i was looking for prices i was looking for one passenger and i found a flight for like i think it was 3 30 for the flight Mm -hmm. that i needed and i was like oh i forgot to put two passengers as soon as i changed it to two the ticket price went up and i really yeah i couldn't figure out why like when I put it, when I had two passengers selected, the little error message was like one seat remaining. And I was like, what is happening? And I was worried that there was only one seat left in this flight. No, there's only one seat left at the affordable price point. Oh. For some reason, it's like they have different tiers of prices. So as soon as I had two people, we were bumped up to the next level and it was like almost $400. And then it definitely was over 400 when you factor in taxes. And then I bought, I, I kicked in $12 for the comfortable seats because it's a long flight and, you know, honey boo boo has long legs. So I get in the aisle seat. Yeah. It's always nickel and diming. It drives me nuts. So yeah, all in. It was like 900 bucks. Dang, I know you were like, oh, my life. So yeah, this year I'm like, dad, you gotta, you come see me after New Year's. Cause it's hard to, I, I feel for anyone out there who has parents who are divorced and live in different states. Cause you know, I used to, I tried for a couple of years when my mom moved to Wisconsin to uh, do the whole, you know, first I'll fly to Wisconsin and then I'll fly back to Atlanta and then I'll fly to New York. And it's just, it's way too much, not wow. just financially, but just, you know, mentally. So, and now I have a third family with a. I know. They, you know, that's one thing. I'm like, you know, my, his family and my family, they're just 20 minutes apart. Most of us live in New Jersey. So it's like, well, then I drive to Westfield. Then we drive to Newark. <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. So you have it so easy. Oh my God. And like, so yeah, that's it. So it'll be interesting though this year, like how we're going to do it. Like, because this will be the year where it's like, you know, usually I'm like, well, I'll see you later, you know, or like, I will say this, he spent like maybe like an hour or so for, with Thanksgiving with my family and then went to go with his family and then I met him there, there later. Mm. So, but it'll be interesting now that it's like official, like, so what are we doing for the holidays? Like, are, am I making Thanksgiving dinner? You know, Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, you, it's like you have to create a new sort of family schedule or I don't know, like a family dynamic around the holidays as, as you get older. Yeah, so that'll be, I mean, I kind of feel like I don't want to make Thanksgiving there until we actually get, like, our house. Yeah, I don't know where we're going for Thanksgiving. That's not a hint. I'm just saying out loud. No, <laughs> like, I'm just, I don't know either. Like, I, well, usually my parents are like, hey, my mom will just send, like, a little bat signal up. Okay, we're spending Thanksgiving. We, like, um, we rotate um aunts and uncles' houses. So 
we're spending Thanksgiving at such and such house. We're spending, you know, and it might be our turn this year or it might be another aunt. I think last year was my sister's house, Cal. That was really nice. Oh, that's nice. We used to do that. Mm-hmm. This is and the, so, yeah. Well, Thanksgiving's my favorite, one of my favorite holidays. Um, yeah, me too, actually. Because it's, honestly, it's one of the few times that we, well, we get together for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I feel like it's just about the food. That's why I like it so much. There's no presents or like anything. It's just the food. Like, just let's have like, let's have no qualms or be, you know, about what we're here for. Everyone's here for the food to get as full as they possibly can and to sit around and digest. Yes, and just open it's that awesome. top button. Like, I actually dress for the food. Do you do that for Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't wear tight tights. Nope. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, so what can I wear that's going to allow my stomach to fully oh, breathe? no jeans. No jeans. <laughs> Oh my god, that is the worst. Especially with a belt. No, no, no. If anything, you can wear wear stretchy jeggings. I might wear some jeggings. Or like a really, and like a big sweater to cover the whole, you know, shame of the pregnant, like looking belly. Or like a shift kind of dress. Like, you know, one of those dresses you could just throw on, it's really loose. That's true. But if it's cool out, you got to wear tights with that, though. That's true. You got to (laughs) strategize. These are the, I, I have the same conversations in my head. That's funny. (laughs) <laughs> but can I eat? Can, but can I like eat in this dress? I look good, but can I eat in it? Yeah, yeah it's push through, or am I gonna be like? I hate that fake sucking in thing that you have to do sometimes, where you're like, hey, well, in my family, I don't, I wouldn't, but like if I wear a dress someplace and I know it's gonna be good food, I'm like, wait, but after I eat, am I gonna have to like hold it the whole time as I speak to strangers, so they're not like, what in the hell? Is <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she pregnant? No, I'm just chunky. It's <laughs> happening. It's a month away. Woofda. <laughs> can't believe it all right so yeah i gotta get i gotta, gotta get on my fitness grind yeah Sometime I've been soon. Doing, but like you know like my relaxing on the floor yoga like tiffany you ain't you ain't building no muscle out here <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i'm in the silly mood today <laughs> i have been to two i won um this is kind of embarrassing but i did go to a wedding conference i'm just gonna call it that it was a conference um i won some tickets quote unquote to a New York Magazine wedding salon, more like a conference okay. last year, last winter, and I at the at the thing I like won a raffle for these um, pure bar classes. Have you heard of mm-hmm. pure bar? Mm-hmm. It's that really trendy like class where it's like ballet, but it's really freaking hard. You want to kill yourself. Um, <laughs> and everyone there is like a size negative zero, and they're different shades of blonde. And I had some preconceived notions. I've been kind of like fearing going to this pure bar like. Cause it's it's like um it's like flywheel or what are like the really uh, the cult exercises everyone is like obsessed with it and it's really expensive it's like forty dollars a class so it already tells you like what kind of people are going there so it's like anyway I had all these kind of stereotypes for who I was going to run into and yes they were there <laughs> the Beckys <laughs> were there <laughs> but um you know it wasn't I mean the class itself was like I my butt has been in so many different types of spasms since the two classes I went to (laughs) it's incredible what you can do with like a little tiny rubber ball and like a a ballet bar it's 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 ridiculous that sounds sounds crazy (laughs) oh it hurts like you think you have upper body I mean lower body strength nope no 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 um, but yeah, I went to two classes and then I, I've started going to Zumba in my building at the office, um, trying to get back in it. But yeah, it's hard. It's, I almost feel like now that it's winter, it gets even tougher because no one wants to leave the house to like be active in the winter. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, yeah. So like I totally canceled my gym membership. Cause I was like, honestly, 
you have not been in here in months on months on months on months. So like at least six months. So what are we doing spending this 20 bucks a month? That's the trap. But I feel like, oh, it's only $20. That's not so bad. Yeah, but still $20 of using, like not using it. So what am I doing? That's true. It's almost not enough to make you want to go. Like it's only $20. So it's, it's yeah. you know but what I mean? That, that's, a, that's a really smart uh, marketing policy though. They're like, they know 80% of the people like I, for like, I think Christmas last year, I, um, I bought a gym membership for me. I got like the premium at 20 bucks and I got one for Superman. His was 10 bucks and he literally has gone once. Oh, no. Was it Planet time. Fitness? Yes. And I was They're like, They're really hard to cancel, notoriously. Really? I hate you. I, I went, I, I canceled. All they said was, you want to cancel? You know, where's your, um, I had to send, show them my, um, my license and that was it. You're kidding. My yeah. friend had to uh, send a letter to their headquarters in Arizona or something. No, they, they, and then today he just canceled his. I was like, babe, go cancel. I'm paying 10 bucks a month for nothing. <laughs> 10 bucks a month, but you never go. So he went and he, same thing. They easily let him cancel. Wow. I, I had heard that too, but they didn't give me any trouble. And I just looked and I was in charge. So maybe it's like a per, maybe every, it's kind of like a franchise, right? So every like location's a little bit different. That's good yeah. though. Yeah, that's true. And plus I'd heard when I signed up, um, I remember asking, you know, what are, how do you cancel? Because I did hear some people say you have to send a letter. And in my contract, it says that, you know, you really have to come in and make the request. And then 30 days later or something like that, it goes through or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Mm-hmm. Good to know. All righty. Any, any questions? Um, Yay, listeners. Yes. Can you set that up a little better, though, so I can edit it? So... We are coming to the question portion of the Brown Ambition Podcast. So if you have questions for Mandy and myself, um, please ask them at brownambitionpodcast.com. You can tweet us there. You can message us there. You can listen some more, but we'd love your questions. So do we have any awesome, juicy questions today, Mandy? We do. Um, This is a career question. It's, uh, I I feel this woman's pain on a cute level. (laughs) because I've been there before um let's just call her D so D says um I listen to you guys every Tuesday and it's been like hanging with girlfriends oh hey D you're our girlfriend too um and then it goes downhill from there (laughs) she says I have recently changed jobs and now work for a company that is very stable many of the people have been there for over 20 years I work in finance However, I work for a boss now that is so dismissive. I can never ask her anything without her saying, I don't know what you're talking about, or where are you going with this? It is so dismissive. She's the type of person who has to determine if a person's on her level intellectually in order for her to think that person has value. I've worked in finance for over 20 years. However, I'm at a job now that I am truly miserable. It is an environment where everyone has an office and most of the time they sit in their office with the door closed. I'm used to a lot of interaction. I'm miserable. (laughs) She says I'm miserable three more times. Although this is a good company to work for at age 48, I hate to think that this is my last job. I lost a job and I was out of work for the first time for a while before I found this one. I'm grateful, however, I'm not happy. I hate the work that I'm doing and there are a total of three black people in this corporate office. What advice would you give me, D? Oh, D. First of all, the hug before the advice. I give you a big fat glass of wine, D. <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> um. So one, you are a young woman still, forty-eight to stay someplace and be like, oh, I'm just not gonna work here till the end. 
that does not have to be so. Um, although I can see why you'd be um, afraid because it took you a long time to find this job, but it doesn't mean that you can't find another. I'm not suggesting that you quit, you know, and then look for a job, but I am suggesting that you look for another job. Mm-hmm. You have to, I mean, you have the benefit at this point of having a job while you look for a job. So I would take advantage of that. For and sure. Some, and sometimes it can give you like a little bit of buoyancy to know that you're looking and that something else good might be around the corner to kind of give you that little bit extra, like help you deal with the BS at the office a little bit better than maybe you would if there wasn't anything else coming around the corner potentially. Yeah. And yeah, no, sincerely. So I'll give you an example. So one of my sisters, um, my, like my real life blood sister, she would have written that email to me like two years ago. I mean, she was miserable. Her boss was dismissive. Her boss was like kind of like a bully. She was miserable. I mean, she, I don't think I've ever seen her cry as a kid. And all of a sudden she's calling me on the phone crying. I'm like, who is this person? She's not the, emo- like I'm the emotional one, not her at all. So for her to cry was like a big deal. Um, it was to the point where like she was, she was ha- having um, anxiety attacks and she never had anxiety attacks. Her hand would shake when she was at the computer. I mean, it was really bad and she was so unhappy and it took me a year of coaching her to leave because it was the only job. It was her first job out of college. She had been there for like, I don't know, over 10 years and she was just like, I thought this was going to be like my forever job. But I'm like, but it's making you sick. It's making you miserable. She's like, but I don't know how to do anything else. So she was afraid. Um, 10 years is a long time. It is, you know, especially especially that's your only real professional job experience and you've you know? been miserable the whole time well no she wasn't miserable the whole time she was miserable because she i guess in corporate america they have groups you know like i'm not super familiar because i've never worked in corporate america but she was with one group like sometimes there's companies within the company so she was with one side before and then they moved her to another group and she didn't even want to move and i remember her asking me there she's like they want to move me to this new group i don't want to go I said, well, say no. She's like, you really don't kind of say no to this kind of switch. I said, well, is it, is it a, like an upward move, backward move? She's like, it's a lateral move. So they moved her and she was miserable for about probably like two years, I'd say. So she ended up having to like really just leave. And she had um, money saved and like, you know, unemployment coming. And I'm not suggesting that for you, but it had gotten really, really bad for her. Um, and so, and so she left and I, she always, 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 she's the one who buys like on my budget needs to close for me, like mm-hmm. shots for them. Cause she's always super well dressed. I'm like such a slob and I'm like such a tomboy. But if you, like, if you ever see me like all dressed up, looking all sharp and stuff, it's because she picked that and was like, buy this now. Um, so she always wanted to be a buyer. And so now she works for a, um, a large, um, well-known um, clothing company and she's a buyer she's like a junior buyer so even though she doesn't she doesn't even make I don't think half of what she made before you know even when she complains about it I'm like remember how you felt about this time last year she's like honestly I don't even know how she's like she would literally start shaking Sunday evening because she knew Monday I have to go to work and she was oh, like so she took a pay cut yeah that happens yeah. sometimes yep but she's working her way up and she's enjoying herself. And, she, you know, because she was living fancy before. She was like, you know, massages this thing and manicures here and this and that. And she had to cut some of that back. But in the end, it was worth it to her so she can make a move. And, you know, before long, she slowly but surely, she just had two really great interviews for Next Level coming up. And they love her at her new job because she loves her new job. So I say to say all that to say is that 
I'm not saying quit your job, but I am saying look for another one because it does not make sense to be miserable at work. Your, your, your health might start to be affected. We don't want that. Plan your exit strategy. Exactly. It's kind of like think of it as if a girlfriend of yours were telling you that her boyfriend was dismissive and he treated her bad and didn't want to hear what she had to say and didn't think or treated her like she was intellectually not on his level and you know made him made her do all the housework all day and kept the door shut and ignored her when she was there like you would tell her to get out right it's almost a similar like abusive relationship um i mean on the lesser level like i've had issues with managers at jobs where i have gone to them and um told them like spoken up about the way you know there's there was one manager i had who was like textbook micromanaging, like to the point where I like my schedule was planned for every 15 minutes. I had to wow. let her know where I was going, what I was writing, when it was due. It was way too much. And I had to tell her and I had to tell her bosses um, that it was really it was too much. It was too much pressure. It was, you know, I was being less productive. It was distracting. It was, you know, and insulting on some level because I was experienced and um I I voiced my opinions and after a while, you know, that manager was asked to leave and um, it worked out in the end, I guess, in that way. It doesn't always happen that way, especially when it's coming from the top level. Like I feel like top level people are setting that tone, like the keeping the office doors closed and not really talking. Like if it's that ingrained in the culture, then it's probably likely that, you know, filing a, you know, talking to HR, talking to your manager may not work. Um, But it can be. Um, effective in some cases you should at least do it because she my sister spoke to the hr manager and they kind of pulled her to the side and they're like you know you should like like off the record um you know uh, you should leave basically because she's she's gearing up to fire she's been like putting stuff in to like you know lord yeah to build a case against you like that was like off the record hey girlfriend hey from Mm -hmm. the hr she was like well how is this allowed but i told her and sometimes i say this is that I told her, why are you fighting to stay in this abusive relationship? Yeah. You know, like, I get it. What she's doing is not right and it's not fair. But why are you fighting to stay here? Like, you, it, it, like even if you win and you're like, hey, you can't fire me. You can continue to abuse me on the job, though. And so, yeah. So don't you don't have to fight to stay someplace where you feel unhappy. Definitely speak to HRNC. But if, in general, you just don't even like the work that you're doing, then it's time to look for another position so you can be happy. And again, you get to do it while you have a job. That's a nice place to be in. Nicer than, you know, being unemployed and you're desperate. So hopefully start working your connect, start maybe networking. You say you work in finance. Finance is a pretty, people are always moving around in finance, I feel like. So um, there may, you know, ask friends, like reach out to people, let them know that you're looking. Um, You never know what's out there. Raise a hand, let people know that you're on the look and, um, Me something will come your way. Good luck, D. Yeah, keep us updated, D. And get some wine. Just a little bit of wine. <laughs> I feel you so much. Oh, man. All right. We have reached the end of another show. We have. And I had funsies. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> We're silly tonight. Super silly. Um, did you have some wine? No, I did not. I don't just drink. People, life? I know. Yeah, it's- because I think I'm just naturally, you know, naturally giddy. Just giddy. I like to think I bring that out in you myself. Yes, yes, it is you, <laughs> God, that was a little Trumpy. That was a little Trumpy of me, wasn't it? 
Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's oh, do you're like, you know, sky's blue. You're wrong. You're like, well, Mr. Trump, that's not a, not a question. It's a beautiful day because of me. <laughs> I'm in a great mood, I know, because if I'm here. <laughs> that's my Trump impression. That's <laughs> a pretty good one. I'm, you're happy. I'm happy. Everyone's happy. Uh, so let's leave on a on a high note. What are what's your win for the week? You go first. Um, I'm gonna do the win for hashtag nasty women because I yeah. love I love how people have turned what Voldemort hath wrought and had said about um, Queen Hillary uh, during the debate. He called her a nasty woman, and everyone has taken it and turned it right back. They, the the phrase I heard today was that we have weaponized it against him, and I I love it so much. Um, am I my bestie who doesn't know that she's my bestie? Elizabeth Warren, Lizzie, I call her. Um, did a speech today where she just like, she's like, nasty women vote, nasty women pay the bills, nasty women get things done. And I was like, yes, go ahead, Lizzie Warren. Where's Miss Janet getting, uh, I feel like Janet should be getting like a little, uh, what do you call it? Kickbacks from all these mentions of nasty. But, um, I just love it. I feel like it's, it, it feels like we're reaching a crescendo where, um, women are becoming like a focal point of the election and everyone's talking about women and women are just getting excited about voting and it's going to be the first female president potentially. And it's kind of like the finish line is coming. It's almost over. We just got to hang in there. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited that that nasty woman has come out of that awful awfulness. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious when they put her face on Janet Jackson's body. Did they? I was waiting for someone to talk about Janet. I didn't see that. Oh my God, they did. And I was <laughs> waiting for a Janet meme. Well, I want to give a win for the Hidden Figures movie um, with Janelle Monet, October. Did we, we do that? Already? Oh, is that coming? You know, this has been the blackest year in cinema. Can I just say that? Because there's like Hidden Figures. Hidden figures. Yeah, we talked about that before. That's the um, the astronauts, right? Yeah, women three African-American women who helped NASA launch their first successful space mission. But I just want to say a win because it's out now. Oh, um, oh no, no, it's set to release in January. My bad. But still, like, the poster looks amazing. And it's Taraji P. Henson, Janelle Monet, and Octavia Spencer. I just think it's such a win because, you know what, it's a, it's a win for me. It's because... It's not, I'm not, although I have nothing against entertainers and singers and all that kind of stuff, it's nice to have this movie about, you know, women who are smart outside of just like, you know, their bodies or their voices or, you know, really just their minds. And um, yeah, so yeah, I, just, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I think that's a huge win. All I do There's is win, a... win no matter what. <laughs> Um, I, real quick, I wanted to say because if we're talking about black movies, the reason I was like it's the blackest movie, blackest year ever. So, Birth of a Nation's been out. I know controversy. We'll skip that over. But um, I went to a screening of the movie called Loving a couple of I guess a few weeks back. Loving's out November fourth, so just a week or two away. Um, Loving is the story, the real life story of um, Loving versus oh crap, is it Virginia? I believe it's, it's a famous Supreme Court case. It's the reason I am who I am because it it um. It uh, legalized interracial marriage in the U.S. Um, the Supreme Court declared it unconstitutional to make a couple, you know, uh, uh, imprison a couple who were interracial for loving each other. Um, so that's coming out. And I saw the movie. It was really good. It was um, people were giving a little bit of flack because the actress who played the woman who's black was Ethiopian and British. 
or something like that. And I was like, come on. Like, it's fine. Come on. They're telling a story. Come on. Um, And on top of that, I saw another movie, Moonlight, who's starring Janelle Monae again. Janelle Monae is like in the movies right now. Uh, Moonlight is a story about a young black boy who's gay and he's his he's like um, taken under the wing of a local drug dealer. Okay. Uh, and it's getting like amazing reviews, I've like heard. Oscar reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two good films. And then there's um, uh, Ava DuVernay's movie on Netflix, the documentary called The Thirteenth. Yeah. Which is about which I watched. It's really. I mean, it's it's kind of depressing, but it's also really good. I mean, it's not like it's it's not brand new information, but it's like information everyone should be reminded of. It's it's basically talking about the incarceration system in America and kind of the history of how we got such overcrowded prisons and so many African-American families ripped apart. Um, but like a really well done one that you can tell was done by somebody who like takes it seriously. Um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm like loving all the cinema happening right now. Yeah, it's, it's a very black year. <laughs> 2016, man. Yes, a very, very black like just year for TV, movies, all that kind of stuff. We didn't even talk about TV yet. Insecure, I'm obsessed with. Oh, I was gonna say I'm boosting that, even though I have not seen it. I heard it's hilarious. It's it's good stuff. It's only half an hour too. It's, I mean, it's like twenty something minutes. It's it's good times. And uh, one thing I haven't watched so much of is Queen Sugar because it's an hour and it's hard to find hours to watch a show. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. I have not watched. I just don't even have time. I'm like, when do you- I know, you know, because I'm like, when do people, how, so what is this thing called TV? <laughs> you can have your personal assistant, like, watch it, but then give you, like, the cliff notes. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. I used to do that for, like, an ex-boyfriend of mine. He used to, like, at work, like, he was like, you know, because I would always watch, like, all, like, the shows and stuff. When I was a teacher, I had plenty of time. And then I would talk to him about it as I, like, made dinner and stuff. And he thought it was foolish until, like, they talked about it at work. And he would like share what I said, and he would come back and be like, "So tell me more stuff because yeah. it's fine at work." And I'd be like, "Ooh, okay, so tell them that you totally love." <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. That's funny. Well, I'll let you know what happens on Insecure. Okay, it's good stuff. Um, all right, another show in the bag. If you're still listening, bless you, and you can. Send your questions for our um, upcoming debt series. You can go to brianambitionpodcast.com. Yes. And we will chat with you next week. Until next week. I bid adieu. <laughs> Good night. Night. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.